Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. First of all, before we do anything else, a reminder to anyone who's a Facebook user to change your password now. It's no secret that Facebook has had its security problems lately, and that its gaffes have even been enough to generate congressional attention. Even though the main outcome of the highly publicized congressional grilling of Facebook's leaders was to make most of the Congress people present look like technical illiterates, the problems that Facebook has had in protecting its users' information are very real. And now there's another one. It turns out that Facebook has stored hundreds of millions of user passwords for Facebook, Facebook Lite, and Instagram, which is now owned by Facebook, in regular old plain text. Plain text means just what it sounds like. Anyone who can get access to the text can read it with no problem. No encryption involved, no hashing, no nothing. Whoops. Facebook scurried to explain that this was a mistake. No kidding. But that its external security would have blocked any outsiders from getting access to those passwords. At least as far as Facebook knows thus far. The fact that thousands of Facebook employees had access to those passwords was briefly acknowledged, but Facebook says they don't know of any employee abusing that access. Whether that's true or not, no one really knows. Nonetheless, the bottom line is that if you are a Facebook user, change your password and do it now. Meanwhile, some questions have come into the electronic cottage from users which suggests that a good topic for today's program is browsers and search engines, and what each one does and why it's important to know the difference. And just as important, encouragement to take a dive into the settings of whatever browser you use and whatever search engine you use to make sure that they work the way that you want them to, not the way the providers of those tools want them to which are very different in most cases. At the most basic level, a browser is a tool that enables us to see and use the features available on a web page. Web pages are just collections of a lot of code, but in their uninterpreted state, they look like gobbledygook to most of us. Just for fun, the next time you're in whichever browser you use, look around for something called developer tools in the menu. In Google Chrome, that will open a page that shows some of the source code underlying the web page you're looking at. In Firefox, click on Web Developer and then on Page Source. Other browsers have an equivalent way to allow you to view the code that's underlying what you're seeing on your screen. The browser is interpreting all that code and then presenting it to us in a form that we humans can understand and use. In the process, a browser learns a lot about us. It can track what pages we go to and what we do on those pages. It can keep a record of what we have read or looked at and how much time we've spent on each page. It can store passwords for sites we visit regularly and plop them into the right box when we go to sign in. And it can, of course, also accept and keep cookies and do a pile of other things, some of which folks may find considerably helpful and some maybe not so much. The good news is that all current browsers have a settings section, referred to as preferences on Safari and as options on Edge or other Microsoft browsers. In the settings section, a user can specify things like 
what size type and what typeface the browser should display, how the menu bar should be arranged, where downloads should go on the user's computer, and a host of other handy settings to make the browser look and work the way a user wants it to. More importantly, browsers allow users to decide whether they want to accept cookies on their computers, whether tracking across the internet should be allowed, how long a history of sites that were visited should be kept, and a number of other things that affect user privacy and security. It really is worth a few minutes to dive into the settings section of a browser to make sure that it behaves the way you want it to behave. The odds are pretty good that's not the case with the default settings that the browser comes with initially. So, go to the settings on the browser you use, and to borrow the Burger King slogan, have it your way. The same is true for the search engine that you use, Google, Bing, or if you value your privacy online, DuckDuckGo or StartPage. The search engine is what we're asking questions of, not of the browser. The search engine essentially looks around the web to see where the information we're looking for is located. The search engine then tells the browser where to go to find pages that may answer our questions. As with the browser, there are a surprising number of ways that we can configure the search engine so that it reflects the way we want to find information and to have it presented not just the way the makers of the search engine prefer for us to use the tool. And, as with the browser, there are controls that can affect our privacy and what information the search engine gathers about us and makes available to outside parties. A few search engines make privacy a focus, such as DuckDuckGo, XQuick, or StartPage, and don't collect data on what we search for or the pages we go to but most other search engines have to be specifically told not to collect or share that kind of information. Many folks are not aware that they can tune the browser and search engine they use, and that they should. We hope that those listening today will take a few minutes and explore the settings in their online tools. And as those tools change, we'll do our best to keep up with new developments right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.